Michigan's Rock Station Q106, Art and Span Show with a legendary corn member, Fieldy. What's going on, man? How are you? Just out here doing our little uh, pre-production before the tour starts tomorrow. So we did uh, one yesterday. Um, you know, honestly, it's been the most pre-production I've done in 10 years. <laughs> Why is that? It's like, it's because we, we're bringing out this new technology. It's like new, it, it's just like this staging that's taken a lot of work. So we did two two in Van Nuys before we left and you got to run through all the songs and all the sets so you can get this whole show going together and then we did one last night and we're going to do one today because it's this new it's some, some new technology that nobody's even really used so it's such a, a new thing that they're working out all the kinks it sounds like uh, this technology pretty, it, 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 did this technology come from Area 51 this sounds very like secret government agency type stuff like G14 type stuff you know <laughs> I mean, honestly, it's it's so crazy, futuristic looking. It's it's crazy. I mean, it it takes a lot for a wow factor for me. And I was like, I was, I was like, wow, man, this is next level, you know. So it's going to be a really cool show for people to see something that's, I believe, it's almost never been seen. What can you tell us about this technology without giving it away entirely? I feel like the CIA is going to come in and just shut this you know interview what? down. I, yeah, you know what? I can because. When I was told about it, I thought it sucked. <laughs> so, <laughs> they, you know, I mean, I, I honestly, I was like, this sounds so stupid. So it's like, basically, they're, they're a bunch of different size boxes, right? But the boxes are like glass around them, and they move, and then they're, they're and then they're sideways boxes up above and all over the stage, and and they, you know, they're all moving parts. Everything's all moving parts, and it kind of does a weird, almost see-through projection through the glass on the boxes. It was a weird, futuristic-looking thing. And, it, you know, you're like, oh, uh, do you guys have any, any other ideas? This, <laughs> this okay. totally sounds like it's about to be in a Netflix special. I know. It sounds like someone took way too many edibles and came up with a great idea. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, it's just what it was until I, until I walked in and they were testing it. And I looked at it, and I was like, I was speechless i was like this is just amazing you know so it's like even if i sit here and tell you guys to give you what i just did the sneak preview of what it is it's not going to do it any justice because until you actually really see it then you're going to go wow this is some like next level you know which to us taking it out this company should be giving us some kick down bonus or something <laughs> i don't know right they are. <laughs> Well, and it's something, too, I mean, unless you've been living underneath a rock, and you may not know, uh, two of the most legendary rock bands ever, Alice in Chains and Korn, going on tour together. How did that tour come together? I mean, you guys have obviously had some history with each other, but uh, how did this tour all all get put together? You know, to me, all the years, you know, because Alice in Chains started out in 87, and they were more like... uh, they were actually a, a big influence on Corn, you know, because that was like that was not there was nothing like that. So we're like the you know the harmonies they were doing and the things with the guitar and just so they kind of like you know we listened to a lot of that while we're you know starting to develop our own thing. And um, all these years later, we never really played together because it kind of I think the way I see it is is we like that band, but we were coming from a different direction. As they, I guess, if you want to stereotype, they were grunge and we were new metal, and right. none of us like any of those titles. But it just 
it is what it is. So it's like you're not really trying to go on to the grunge scene because back then we could have been playing with Nirvana to Soundgarden to all these bands that we liked. You know, we love Soundgarden, all those, you know, all those bands. But it was kind of like we branched off because we were trying to do this different, you know, style of thing. So it wasn't really, you know, until later, people, I guess, I don't know, I guess maybe from phones now. Like when I was a kid, I had six CDs in my trunk. Now people got like 60,000 songs on their iPod. Right. You know, so I think people's minds opened up more. Now it's like, man, I'm ex- I'm excited about a corner and Alice in Chains because it's never been done before. Right. You know, and it's like, it's kind of good that it's waited this long. So it's like it's I don't know I think a lot of people are pumped up that's why this this tour is doing so well right now is because it's, it's never been done and I feel like Corn's toured with everyone well and that's the <laughs> thing like and yeah and you guys have have had history together but when I think of a, a dark grunge band like the darkest of all it would be Alice in Chains and you guys are known for your dark sound too so it just goes together you guys are also taken out under oath uh, on the tour as well to uh, you know it's just you look at the tour package itself and it's a it's a it's a Dream tour for people who who love both bands so passionately. You guys have such a strong following that it's just the tour. Uh, like I'm surprised you guys have never gone on the road together. Yeah, I mean, me too. And and I think it, it was the whole reasoning of just not even realizing it. It wasn't even intentional, you know. Until I guess you know, so I don't even know who brought it up. <laughs> you know. I don't know how it happened, but it just—it was just all—it's all timing. Because I think at one point we were going to do a Corn and Allison Chains tour, but it just didn't make sense at the time. You know, I don't remember what the reasoning was. Like, oh yeah, that those two type of music don't go together. Well, you know, whatever it was. But when you really look at it, it's like it does go together because it because we complement each other because it's it's the same but it's almost opposite yes so how'd you get word that you guys are going to be touring with Alice in Chains like how did it come down like who told you and what was your first reaction I mean I think it was our we our managers said they put in you know like a you know whatever I don't know how they do it a, a request or I don't know what the word is and Asking us, you know, how, you know, what about Alice in Chains? And we're like, we've never toured with them, and you know, they were a band that influenced us. You know, we still do them. It, you know, it's like, yeah, it's like yeah, we want we want to do that. Hell yeah, right? You know, and it's, yeah, and it's never really been like because you're always trying to take out whatever's the at the time makes the best sense, and and you know, there's few bands here and there that we haven't toured with, for the most part. We've toured with everyone, but. You know, it's just kind of just happened. And when it did, we we're like, it's kind of surreal, you know, because the first pre, pre-production of Van Nuys, we're, we're actually sharing the same room so we can, you know, and they went in on the budget with us together to, to get this, you know, pre-production going. So they nice. would go break, and break their stuff down. And then we would go on our, and then we would set up and then, and we're doing the same thing the next couple of days. But just, you know seeing those guys and you know I've known a couple like I've known Mike Inez bass player for yeah. years I've seen him at NAMM show, NAMM show and I mean that's like one of the nicest guys on the planet you know and he, you know I've known him for a long time and I don't know the rest of the guys too well but I met him you know and Jerry was super cool I met him I've only met him like twice because you know you kind of cross the path you don't see him and we're only in, we're not even started the tour yet right but uh I don't know, and then I heard. Yeah, I haven't got to meet all the guys yet, and 
I'm gonna, but I hear nothing but good things. But it seems like it's gonna be a it's gonna be a good vibe, cool, you know. I mean, it's definitely gonna be a good package, man. I think people are gonna be leaving there having a great time oh yeah yeah and i think it's you guys both consistently both bands consistently deliver i mean when you think of your guys's discography you're going on the 13th album now and allison chains has a has a pretty deep discography too um but the amount of musicianship alone i mean when you think of great bass players you think of yourself when you think of iconic guitar players some of jerry's riffs are just like like you can't you can't remake that type of greatness. Um, and and with the new album coming September thirteenth, I uh, want to talk about that. Obviously, titled "The Nothing," what what continues to give you that inspiration? Is it acts like seeing Allison Chains continue to deliver over and over again? And you guys are consistent with it too. But what is different on this album that that maybe Corn fans might not expect? I think what would be different about this is. We really tried to to give so, something fresh and new, but something that still gives a like when you listen to the whole new song of each track. Like say, there's 13 tracks on the album. I'm I, I'm not really sure if that's a number, but I think that's it. But that's not the point. But each song we try to get all the the flavors of what you would hear in corn. So all the styles and all the you know. But but on the next level and. and and all that is, is is changing a couple of which my guitar players are really good at is is changing a couple of finger movements that you that you normally don't use so it'll sound like the same riff but it's like this complicated i'm like man i can't even play that <laughs> you yeah. know so they're really good at like uh reinventing the wheel i guess where it's kind of you know it's still and then you you know we've always been just more and more as we're developing as a band trying to get those riffs that that make you want to like jump out of your skin and, and and you know and just just flip out you know and we you know we have one song you know nicknames of all these songs I remember one of the songs we ended up calling it coffee because like we listened to it, we're like I just felt like I had five cups of coffee you know <laughs> so just you know so we're really you know we're really trying to to always fight to get that just make you want to jump out of your skin you know and then once we get that then we know we have that song and it's not like you're trying to completely change you know we love to always change just a little bit but you know you can't really go too far you just lose people and every now and then everybody has that record where they do it we've done it a couple of times but right you want to experiment and have a little bit of fun you know it's like but for the most part we try to keep it pretty close to making sure when you hear it you go that's corn right yeah and you guys have always done a great job of being that band that is consistent you have that consistent sound but it's being able to bend the rules a little bit in the new album that we're excited to hear now there's always been talk as well of you guys doing a covers album and uh recently it was addressed and i just have to ask is there a song that you guys have covered that being a corn fan the fans would be like are you serious? Like you guys covered that? Like to me, for some reason, I've had it in my head ever since it was announced that we were going to do this interview. That you guys covering Billie Eilish would be the greatest thing ever. It's just that dark sound. But is there a is there a song out there that you guys have in the vault or something that that fans could expect to maybe be released soon? Yeah, because over the years we've been dabbling with covers, and we do have a handful of covers that we haven't released, and. Um, we're just kind of still trying to get them 
get them right, you know, because people think it's like, oh, you can just cover this song and then you just blow up. And it's like, it's not as easy as you think, you know, right. it's like, if that was a, if that, if that was a case, we just go, okay, what was the number one biggest song? Let's just cover that. We're going to blow up. <laughs> I mean, that that's just, that's just not the blueprint. So we have a handful of covers, but they're quite not there. They're pretty banging. And there's some songs that I, I really can't say what they are because we're not, I don't even know if they'll ever get, you know, I mean, at some point they're going to get released, but we did two covers on this last corn that we're releasing now, but they're not making it on the album or I, I shall I say CD. So the world can relate to that better. Actually, I'll say Spotify or Pandora or <laughs> Apple music, or <laughs> but um, we did two covers and, and I hear them and, and, you know, one of them needs a little work and, and the second one needs a little less work. So they're, it's, they're not quite there, but they're songs that you'll never, ever think we did, but they turned out so just insane. Like, I can't even, I mean, one of them I can't even believe. I'm like, how are we going to pull this off, you know? It's a song that I almost want to even say it. I almost want to go back and go, can we please go fix this a little bit and put it on the album anyways? <laughs> okay, what genre be- of music yeah, is this song go. pulling from? Give us the genre. Yes. I mean... I all I can say is they were probably one of the oddest bands. I don't even know where their heads were at. When so they polka, were polka, right? It was it was, <laughs> it was it was probably one of the hardest things I had to learn. Where I was, I put my bass down. I was walking back and forth. And I was like, I don't know if I can do this. I don't know if I can do this. And I'm walking. I'm like, you know, come on, try one more time. I'm like, all right, let me try. I go, These guys are crazy, weird writers, you know. And and it was it was tough, man. And. We pulled it off. We finished it. It's it's recorded. It's mixed, but it needs some tweaks on it to go fix it because, like, some of the harmonies are too high. This and that, and you know, it's it's just one. And then you know, even yesterday we were talking about the next cover already that we want to do. And so pretty soon, as soon as we get all these, obviously we're going to go back. And, and once you do that, it's just fine tuning will be quick. And next thing you know, maybe we'll release. Who knows? Like we've always talked about. We want to do uh, corn covers with a K and release a whole just covers album instead of throwing a cover tune on a corn album. It's like, I like the idea of, of it being able to buy a CD with just corn covers so it's not like you're trying to make your band blow up off of a cover. But, you know, you never know how that works because we did do Breaking a Wall, you know, and, and that song turned out amazing, but we yep. don't play it that much. I wish we, I wish we would because there's nothing but good feedback from what I hear. But it just, for some reason, doesn't make it in the set too much. But it does and it doesn't. But Well, you, you know, guys have a lot of great music people already know that are probably mad if you don't play it. So I get how certain songs don't get as much play as you'd like. Yeah, it's tough. It's, it's, it's really tough. I think this set right now, I was telling my guys we're rehearsing and I'm all. Because I'm, I'm the one that's more, you know, like, I kind of just call it how it is uh, you know i just say it i'm not that i'm not the yes guy you know and i'm all <laughs> i'll tell you guys right now i go i go this this set list right now we're doing is probably one of my favorite in 10 years like there's wow. so many banging banging songs in there some songs we haven't done in 10 years so it's just but they're like and you go back into the vault man and you're like man that's like a that's like a mega song you yeah. know and you don't even because you have so many songs, you have to sit there and do all this research, and now we can go through and look at streamings and where the popular songs are at. It's like because ultimately we're there, we're there to to play it for the people. It's like 
I think Jack White said it once, you know, he's talking about nation and army or whatever song, and he's like, you know, you talk about, he goes, well, it's not my song anymore. It's, it's the people's song, you know? So it's like, we actually got to go and go, okay, I may, maybe I don't love this song, but look how many people are digging it. So you got to kind of go out there and rock it, and when you do, you feed off the people, and then you end up having fun. So what song surprised you most that people responded to over streaming in other places that you were like, well, I guess we got to play it. Never expected to, but we have to now. I would say one that made it, and, and in the beginning we didn't like it too much, but, you know, the streams and, and, and the requests are so big on it, it, it made it in the set. And I don't think we played it in years is, is uh, Twisted Transistor. Really? So, yeah, and we have, and, and we've been playing it on stage, and it actually comes off really good and, and heavy, and and kind of gives it a, a nice, you know, dynamic change in the in the set. Yeah, yeah, you because know, so when you think of a typical, cor- that kind of goes off the path. Yeah, yeah, it's it's kind of it's kind of a little left field, you know, but it still sounds like corn, but it's kind of just a little, you know, a little more, I guess, uplifting, but. We're like, man, we kind of need that. So, because cause when you go into concert, man, people go in there to have a good time. So it's like, you want to let them have a good time for a minute. And then, you know, and the other ones don't want that dark cloud over their head. When we play Twisted Transistor, you guys can go buy some merchandise. <laughs> <laughs> now, looking now looking through, you clearly are an artist in, in the term, and, and not to be a kiss ass by any means, but not only are you a bassist, but you do actual paintings as well. Uh, I was looking through your Instagram and, and noticed that. Talk about your passion for that and how, how, uh, how that all came about. Uh, some people learn that they're great painters on accident and some know uh but how does how does your artwork uh how do you showcase it i guess you know talking to some mentor friends of mine one of my mentor friends his name is franco viscovi he started you know tattooing and then all of a sudden he has tattoo guns all over the world and i actually took him under my wing for like three years helping him out in the beginning you know just some hard times and then now i actually go to him and i'm like get advice from him because he blew up so big you know so i was sitting talking to him one time and i was all i go hey dude let me ask you a question i go what makes you happy and right away he goes projects and and i was like wow you know so it's like i don't think you know i'm an artist i think i'm artsy and i think i like projects And and i look at all those pieces of art i did it wasn't i didn't do art that was a project right you know so what I really like is is getting involved with just anything that has to do with the project, and I don't care if it ends up being art or a book or you know whatever it is that it might be, but it always tends to be on the artsy side. So I guess I'm kind of I'm not an artist, but I'm artsy. So you know it's not like I'm going to go, you know, well, I guess everything is a form of art, right? You never know what I could do. I just like projects, and I you know what I'll tell you the truth. Speaking of you guys, you're like, you know what? You're right. We like projects, too. Most guys like projects. Yeah. 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 I think it's something, too, to where when you follow the passion of what you like to do, it's a lot easier to do it, and it helps focus from... You know, to be honest, like uh, the grueling world, the regular waking up and having to get through the day. And when you have something like a project, which, you know, clearly it's something that you're good at. It also helps with, you know, with anxiety and with with other, you know, uh, elements of dealing with life. Oh, absolutely. And, And another artist friend of mine, one of the top 25 artists in the world, he told me, he goes, when you're doing a project, he goes, it's not mood, it's mode. 
you're never in the mood. You got to once you get in the mode, then you're in this motivation. You're in this mode, and you just start going. So you, you just I never want to start my project, and I never want to finish it. So I just do it, and I just get, I go. You know, I'm going to do this for ten minutes, and next thing you know, I'm in it for an hour. But I I just have to make myself. I got. Just like everyone else, I got eighty DC HD TV DVD. <laughs> all the, I got, I got all those. So I, so as I'm doing those ten paintings, I had to put a number on it because I could be in the middle of doing these paintings and go, oh, I'm gonna start this over here, or I'm gonna start this, and, and I'm like, no, I'm gonna finish these ten characters, and I'm not gonna, and I'm, gonna, I'm not gonna jump ahead. And I had to stop myself because of all those, which we all have, and people think. Oh, oh, I have this. And it's like, no, we all have that. <laughs> I've never ran into a person that doesn't have that. And I'm around a lot of people. It's just, that's just, I, I wrote, you know what? I wrote the book of excuses. So, <laughs> so who dropped might, that sage advice on you, sir? I might, I might, I might write a book called, I wrote the book of excuses and, and you know, <laughs> top 10, be, be, top 10 best excuses and, and throw them out there. Why we don't do things that, we don't do. Who who did give you that advice though? Yeah, the mood, the mode, not mood. Yeah, yeah. It was a, uh, you know, I don't even know his last name because when he signed his signature, it's so it's so sloppy, crazy. But and that's that's an artist for you. But his name is Noah. Mm. He does a lot of Disney char- He does a lot of Disney characters. I wish I could think of his name because I just follow him on Instagram because my, my right. other friend that's artist. He told me about him. And I'm like, and, and he does airbrushing, but, you know, and I, and I met him a couple times. We've only hung out maybe three or four times. So it's like, I, I didn't really get too much into talking to him too much because I'm telling you the truth, I'm kind of intimidated because he's such a, a great artist with such wisdom. And, you know, when they've been doing it that long, they, I'm kind of actually nervous. So I'm like, okay, no, like I, I can't get past his last name because I'm, I'm nervous. <laughs> But that's but, it's it, it's crazy to think that someone who has met so many people like I mean you go through your social media and you were hanging out with Johnny Depp and you know you but you still get nervous meeting people that that you look up to as well too then right like it never goes away Oh to- uh, totally and I mean even like the other guy I was telling you about where I took him under my wing for 3 years and he he was like doing nothing all of a sudden it blew up now I'm going to him and actually humbly going to him and getting advice from him when it was the other way around for three years and i'm like so now i can even be nervous around him when i was the one that helped him yeah (laughs) you know what i'm saying but yeah i i totally get nervous around people all the time you know i was hanging out with uh we did a show you know as a kid i was obviously a motley crew fan and you know we did a couple of shows with 6 a.m and and i'm backstage hanging out with nikki six and and you know, and he's so he's talking to me, and we have kids. He has, you know, I think he has four kids. I have, you know, five kids. I think he's going on his fifth kid now. So we're just talking kids a little bit, and I'm sitting in catering talking to him. But I, I feel myself nervous, and I really can't fully open up. So I was telling my band, I go, you know, I, I got to tell Nikki that when I was a kid, I used to draw him. You know, like cartoon character. <laughs> yeah. I used to go to my I, and I and I go and I used to go to my hairdresser. And go bring a picture of Nikki Six and go. I want my hair like this. Yeah. You know? so, so I went up to Nikki. I go, hey man. The next day I saw him. I go, I got to tell you something. I go, I can't move on with our friendship until I tell you this. I go, when I was a kid, I used to draw you and I go used to bring my hair. I go to hairdresser. I go, I want my hair like Nikki Six. And I go, okay. Now, how are the kids? <laughs> <laughs> now. 
now I feel better that I got that off my chest because it's like I'm standing in front of them and it's and, and and you know there it is. I mean it's like and and you know six a.m. the opening for corn. Right. It's like and you never you know and still I don't care if they're opening for it's that's still Nikki Six. Yeah. I don't. It doesn't matter to me. You know. Uh, so yeah. It, with with the whole celebrity thing too, is there anyone like it, that you would have never expect? So recently Rihanna came out and said that she's a huge Slipknot fan, and that's someone that I would have never expected to be a fan of Slipknot. Uh, the same for Corn. Are there any celebrities that you know of that are huge Corn fans to where you're like, I never would have guessed that. You know, one time we were in the studio, and I was kind of blown away because it was a weird situation. So Nick Raskolinix, he's our producer that produced this Corn album and the last Corn album, Nick Raskolinix, and he he knows the Foo Fighters because he produced them. So we're at North Hollywood, and we're kind of just riffing out, right? And um, and Monkey's working on a riff, and I'm like, in my head, I was like, kind of reminds me of like Foo Fighters or whatever. And then... Dave Grohl walks through the door with, with a cane because I thought that's what after he broke his foot or you know whatever and he ended up you know so he walked and I'm like whoa like this is crazy right and and he walks through the door and he and he comes in and he's talking to us and and obviously if anybody knows anything about Dave Grohl he's a great storyteller so you know he's telling us how he broke his foot and what he went through and I, and I'm not going to tell you the story because I'm not a good storyteller but he was just basically telling us a story and he goes. He goes, you know, it's it's a trip. He goes, I spent a lot of time in hotel rooms, YouTube, and and, and watching a lot of like corn stuff. And I'm like, in my head, firsthand, I'm like, this guy's full of it, right? <laughs> and then he, you know, and and then he went into detail, and he even he started naming some songs. And he even when he's like, you know, I got that riff. He has that. Oh my god! And he and I and I'm like, I'm like, okay, now he's this is for real. And I'm like. What I never thought, you know, because that's such a different band to even think that he would even know. And and him saying he's in hotel rooms and and checking us out. I'm like, yeah. What? So that was kind of for you know. There's other bands that they're in, in our genre. It's like it's not it's like you said, like a Rihanna or something. that's different, but like that's like the Rihanna of to me because the Foo Fighters are not anything like. No, totally corn. different. Yeah, totally different. I would never, I would never think that he would even be, even know a song. I, you know, you think you just kind of like, just, yeah, you heard a corn, but he actually is a fan and knows songs and was naming it. And I was like, now I'm sitting back on. Now I'm nervous. You know. Well, hey, we're excited for the tour. We'll be there uh, August 13th at DTE uh, in Clarkston for the Alice in Chains and Corn Tour. Super excited for that. Super excited for the new album coming in September and so much more. You guys are always active, always busy, and uh, we're excited that you took time out of your day to talk to us. So thank you so much, man. All right, look out for us. We're coming soon. And don't miss this tour, man. It's going to be off the hook. Can't wait. Want to see, see those guys. glass boxes in full effect. <laughs> yeah, I want to be under all the edibles while looking at that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. I'll see you guys out there. Yeah. All right. See ya. All right. Peace.